Good morning. Yeah, awesome. Uh, my name is Josh, one of your pastors. Kind of a weird Sunday for me. I'm just watching this video, and there's so much going on this Sunday. Um, obviously, a lot of emotion. I was part of that trip, and just incredible uh, kind of being taken back there through video. And really wanted to do our part in trying our best to bring you there. That's why uh, we do some video occasionally, and I think it does the, about as good of a job. Um, so then, so I've got that going, and uh, we're still in a uh, transition here. Uh, you know, last week we had a pretty heavy week, but I think a really good, healthy week. And um, Dave, where's Dave? Dave Schwarm. He was here first service. Anyways, Dave's right there. Uh, just led an awesome job uh, in some worship this morning. I want to give Dave a hand. Um, Dave and Courtney. Courtney as much. Um, so kind of just walking through all that and figuring out all the kinks of, okay, how does this work when Paul's not doing this, this, and this? And then, Kali, we're kicking off missions this week. And, you know, it seems so unfair. After first service, I thought of, like, Here's a thousand things I, I want to see on top of what we're already doing. And then you walk out and there's like, well, there's so many more missionaries. So, oh, and then I have stuff going on at home and like so much is going on. Um, how, do, how do you pull it all together? How do you see what God is doing around the world in 40 minutes? Uh, it, it doesn't seem fair. It's not. But what we want to do, I guess, is give you a taste uh, of what is happening here, which is why we devote the next three weeks to global outreach so uh, we've been talking about it for a little while. We postponed last week uh, to the following uh, two Sundays from now. But today we are kicking off Global Outreach. Uh, I'm wearing my Uganda shirt. Love, love that place. Love you guys. And uh, just looking at our focus people group today, Uganda. What is God doing in Uganda? How are we a part of that? Uh, how, uh, how is God moving? What's, what's happening over there? How do we partner with what God is moving? How have we already been partnering for the last 23 years uh, with what God has been doing in northern Uganda and Karamoja? So just so much going on. I want to introduce you to uh, different people. I'm going to bring up Steve. Steve, why don't you start coming up here so we can get this thing rolling. Um, Steve is uh, our Go Team coordinator. Go, glow Team means Glow Team. Go Team means global outreach. Steve is the boss of that. Um, if you know Brian Hoffman, too, he was here first service. Brian Hoffman kind of uh, laid a lot of the groundwork to get that thing going. So Brian was originally a big part of this. Steve has taken the baton with his team. There's a number of you guys out there who are part of the global outreach team. Steve, would you just give us uh, a minute and a half on what global outreach is, how we are involved uh, in a church, what your priorities are? Uh, do that in 90 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Is this on? Sure. Uh, first of all, if you're a member of the GO team, could you s just stand uh, so people could see you? Uh, we, we're kind of disorganized, but some of us have a little uh, badge like this. That means we can answer any question you want to know about the GO team. Thank you. And uh, Josh has already said what Global Outreach stands for, or GO, GO, stands for Global Outreach. And we're happy to be the, the part of the church that connects you the body, actually we the body, to our missionaries and what God is doing around the world. And it's interesting that Northwest Hills is around the world much more than you may realize. We have, in the last couple of years, we have had missionaries in every continent in the world except Antarctica. He was here first service. <laughs> 
The Bible says nothing about penguins needing salvation, so we have, we have skipped Antarctica. But we're, we, we have a saying around here, making a difference everywhere. And everywhere includes here in Corvallis, and in a few weeks we're going to talk about our local ministries, and all the way around the world. Because God is interested in every one of us, and he has a heart for every one of us, and he desires that each of us would be saved. And that's everyone here in this room, everyone around the world. So the GO team, is that's kind of what we do. And part of what we're doing today is wanting to link everybody. Uh, because if I don't know if you know this, but if you give money to Northwest Hills, about 10% of that money goes to global outreach. And that makes you a part of the GO team. And I know some of you individually sponsor uh, different missionaries. And a lot of you pray for our missionaries. So let me ask the question again. How many of you are part of the GO team? Okay, yeah. We're all a part of the GO team. Some of us go. Some of us send. Some of us support. We have an international uh, ministry here in town to international students. Some of us welcome them. You don't have to go across the ocean. They come to see us. So that's kind of what the GO team does. And uh, thank you for all being a part of it. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I'll take this. This is Val and Waffle. Um, how great is it that uh, on a day when we're talking about Uganda, we actually have our Ugandan missionaries, or two of the six. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, right? We've got, we've got all kinds of stuff from them, but I want to just ask them, because I know that it's simple in a context like this to kind of assume that we all know what's happening in Uganda, and I don't think that's fair, because I think there's a number of people who have no idea uh, what you do, why you're in Uganda, what is Clyde, who's CVM, so maybe just give us a, a general overview of what you're doing there, what's the organization, what are the main things that are happening? I was hoping you could tell us. <laughs> Well, let me just share a little bit about, yeah. about Clyde and what work we're doing over there. I'm, I'm Dr. Val. This is Waffle. And so I've been in Uganda for 23 years. Amazing. God has been keeping me there. And it, just two years ago, Waffle and I got married. Woo-hoo. So it's very exciting to have him there with me. And so I'm a veterinary missionary. So I work together with the uh, local people helping them with their livestock. But our main interest is to bring people to Christ. And so the avenue of livestock is the way that I get to know the people and develop relationships with them. But the tribe we work with is very aggressive and violent. And so that in the past, they've had a lot of fighting with the machine guns and killing each other. And so God has led us uh, to opportunities to bring peace to the communities because they trust me as a veterinarian. I treat the animals on both sides. They're raiding and stealing cows from one another and shooting each other with their machine guns. And so as a veterinarian, since I'm friends with the people on all sides, we've been able to help them to reconcile and come together in peace. And so now it's at an amazing point where many people are getting saved now. The warriors are getting saved, the generals of the warriors. God is really working in all their lives. So it's a it's an exciting time to be there and we're we're happy to share some uh, some video with you about it yeah it's it's incredible i like uh, you saw in the video i had the opportunity to go there and you know you can sit here and hear like oh yeah we're we're starting peace mm-hmm. but i mean you literally go there and you see pictures of val and the horns and the tall grass and they went in the middle of nowhere and said okay mm-hmm. we're gonna have peace here and now there's mm-hmm. upwards of twenty-two thousand people living in peace yeah. primarily because of the work of what they've been doing it's 
It's hard for us to get the context because we're not there. So uh, Val's put together an incredible video. Uh, uh, sit tight. It's a bit long, but it really, I think, uh, encaptures what God is doing over there. So You also see the Clyde team members there. Um, as missionaries there, we want to um, empower the local people to have ministries as well and not just to be the only ones that are that are doing the ministries. And so we help uh, our Clyde team, which are about 12 Africans, Mm -hmm. and they all have different degrees in different fields, but they all love Jesus and want people to know about the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so you'll get to see some of them there also. And you can be praying for them too. Yeah, one last thing. Clyde does a number of things. Maybe just highlight a couple of those other things too. Um, Well, we we begin usually with livestock in the villages because that's where the people's hearts are. But we also have the Timothy Project, which is an education project for the orphans. There's a a lot of orphans and and poor children there, um, especially because because of the fighting. Then we have a um, a herbal veterinary medicine program where we develop the herbal medicines into modern medicines as part of the income generating projects for them. And then we have other income generating projects. We also have the peace program. Then we have a medical program, HIV, and we do a little bit of agriculture. So it's a wide variety, but ultimately all these things are used to to draw people to the Lord. So that's the bottom line. So you guys mm-hmm. must have tons of time on your hand. Not much going on, huh? <laughs> it's a busy place. Well, uh, she's a veterinarian and I hold the cow, so I get at least to do something. <laughs> good, good, good. So Waffle is the discipleship coordinator. Yes, yeah, you know, spiritual advisor. Role. I have a great time with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, we're going to take a seat, uh, show the video, and then we'll get Waffle back up here. The reason for showing that to you was so you would have a chance to get a feel for what it's been like for the last 23 years for Val and for the last few years for me. When we see all those faces, we remember those kids. We remember those people. We remember the people coming down and kneeling to accept the Lord. We remember the different animals that come around. Val knows the animals and the people. All the cows have a name. And they call the cows by name and they remember the cows, 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 cows name. It's like amazing. So if I give a cow to your clan, they remember what cows came from that. The reason for all of this is because there's a principle that nothing happens without relationship. If you give to somebody and you don't have relationship, you don't know how that's going to work. And your relationship to the Karamajung, 800,000 Karamajung is through Val and I. And to the other missionaries that are there in Uganda. That's a big job. So let's look at, if you have your Bibles with you, let's go to Second Timothy chapter 1. Let's look at a few key words in there. Start around verse 3. So Second Timothy chapter 1. Let's go to verse 3. So 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 3. Timothy, I thank God for you. Stop. I didn't get very far in the text, I know. (laughs) It's one of those, I thank God for you. He's remembering back about relationship. He is the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. 
I long to see you again. For I remember your tears as we parted. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. Verse 5. I know that you sincerely trust the Lord. You have the faith of your mother Eunice and your grandmother Lois. Now focus on verse 6. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you. So picture that. Paul, in his times there with Timothy, they're in the town, they start a small fire, and they've got the coals, and they're warming, and they're talking around a fire. Well, that's not much different than Karamoja. And I invite you to come in your minds, and you want to come with us, with the Land Rover, with the horns, so that you don't get robbed, because they know us around Karamoja, to come and join us at a campfire. It's evening time, the the women have washed the kids and everybody's fed and things are starting to slow down. And we have gone over and got some of the coals from somebody's cooking fire and we've got them out here in the middle of a nice dirt area. And we start to put on some kindling. And once the flame starts, different people see the flame, they start to come. First couple kids and some elders, we start sharing stories. And you have a chance to share some of the stories from your life, some of the things where God has worked in your heart. And they'll remember those stories. They'll remember the principles that you teach. And we start to build those relationships. And you saw that last song in the, in the campfire that was started. We end up with hundreds of people coming to the campfire. And we had to keep adding pieces of wood till finally it was a bonfire. And only scorched a few hairs on that one. And, of course, I tell stories, and we have a great time with everybody together. There's something about taking those coals and fanning them into flame that draws, that makes the light, that draws people in. That's the heart. Where does it lead? Let's go to the next verse. Verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So you must never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Power and love. That relationship, that fanning things into flame, that's what grows that power, that love. Well, isn't that what all of you do here with each other? You encourage one another, and by being together, you fan those those coals into flame. And that's the heart of what we're after, is prayer. Praying for us that we would be fanned into flame. Because you have to admit, we're on the opposite side of the planet. We're a little ways away. And we rejoice when we get your emails and your letters. They touch our hearts. We can feel your prayers there. Another way to say it is we can feel when you're not praying. Some missionaries came from Kenya, and they were going to work as new missionaries in Uganda. And they said, Waffle, it's different here in Uganda. The satanic oppression and the evil that we feel here is much stronger. 
We're in need of your prayers. It's not easy there. How do we make this uh, more tangible? Hmm. Maybe if you had a picture in your mind. Let me move some of these things around. Um, I need some strong young guys. Um, you, you look strong. Yeah. Uh, what sport did you play? Football. Oh, perfect for this. Yes. No, squeeze hard. Squeeze hard. Well, okay, we'll try. <laughs> uh, is, is there somebody that's like a wrestler or a basketball player out here? Oh, come on. I, I don't know. All right, we'll try it. it okay, perfect. Okay. I just happen to have one more. I, I, you're going to have to choose which one of the two of you want to do it. <laughs> um, I need somebody to represent Satan. Um, Steve Binney, could you come up? <laughs> so go ahead and put those on. Now, don't put it through your belt loop on your trousers. That could be disastrous. Waffle, i gotta, I got to let you know, I did this last hour, and as Satan, I have a new technique now. Oh, I was afraid you are going to help me. Um, hold that thought. That's a little loose on you. Yeah, a little bit. It's really loose. Wow. Um... <laughs> I, I, need, I need a reward uh, for these guys. Um, could I borrow one of your shoes? That's a reward? Yes. Okay. Um, could I borrow one of your shoes? Perfect. Yes. I, you knew I was coming there. <laughs> yes, perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, yeah. Um, let me put, okay, this one goes here. This one goes here. This one goes clear up here. Let's see. I uh, need another one more reward. Um, can I use your wallet? <laughs> she says it won't do any good. <laughs> Keep an eye on that, will you? All right. So what we've got is... Would it be okay if you, uh, you represent missionaries? Missionaries, all Yes. Right. Now, keep an eye out for Steve back behind you there. It's dangerous. He's down on a Timothy team. Oh, has he? Okay. So you're going to represent a missionary. So you're going to be going for that reward there. So come stand here. You're going to be going in that direction. Keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. We're walking right there. Okay. You're going to represent the world and the temptations of the world. So we've got the missionaries over there, the temptations of the world. Hold on to that thought. Don't lose your trousers. It'd be very embarrassing. You know that, right? Okay, now we need the flesh because the flesh gets involved in all this stuff. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) 
Now, I did have this come untied one time and about launch somebody through the music stands. So that could be bad. And these are all Bolins, so it should hold mostly. But we're trying to get a picture going. Because you have your missionaries out there. And the flesh and the world pull against us. And Satan's pulling against us. So would you all have a just kind of tension towards your goals? You notice you have the old tennis shoes? That's because your words all suck. I stink anyway, right? So, but for the missionary, so start pulling against it. You're going to have to pull a little harder. He's, careful, you're going to kill the pastor. Wait, you're, you're pulling too hard. Come back here, missionary. Wait, you're overdoing it. Okay, hold a thought. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Relax, relax, relax. You're going to kill somebody. Wow, he's determined. This is a picture in your mind of what it is for the missionary, what he's having to go through, because he is human. He is going to be tempted by the flesh and the world. And Satan's going to work him over too. Now, Steve's not doing a very good job so far being Satan. Sorry about that. Because if it was Satan working for real, he'd get these two guys pulling it a whole different way. And he might forgo going for his reward and start attacking the Christian. And they work us over pretty good. Because there is a battle. So what does this missionary need to make the goal? What does he need? Who could tell me? What does he need? Who said prayer? One of you said prayer. Would you stand up? What else does he need? Word of God. Would you stand up? Because the word of God is going to give him traction. What else does he need? Encouragement. Who said that? Stand up, please. Is that Barb? What else does he need? Support. Where's, who said that? Who said support? Would you stand up? She's afraid to. <laughs> Thank you for standing. What else does this person need? What does the missionary need? Oh, yeah. Would you stand up? What else does the missionary need? Yeah. Who said that? Oh. So now let's illustrate what this looks like. For this missionary who's in the field, all this pulling against him, would you come over and grab hold of his, come on, come on over and help him hold on to his harness and help hold on to this rope? Come on over. Love, come this way. Come hold on. Encouragement, come this way. Prayer, come this way. Now, remember, we're pulling that way. Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> You can go up and get hold of his harness, not, not his trouser loop. <laughs> wait, wait, we're missing somebody. Are you going to come over? Yes. Okay, now, guys, I have to warn you, Steve saw this once before, and I don't know what he's got in mind, so we've got to kind of watch him for a minute. Okay. You, you know, the, the world really works hard, and so does the flesh at trying to win and there's your goal. I know it stinks, okay. but I want you to work really hard at that because otherwise you're going to get drug all over the place. Okay. So you're going to have to really work. Are you ready? 
Because you know that the world is a real strong draw. I mean, one of the things that really hurts missionaries is Facebook. Why? You think it's a great place to communicate. But for a new missionary, what's the first thing they do? They start going on Facebook, sometimes for a couple hours every day. Did they ever leave home? Did they ever become part of the mission field? And the world draws us back. And then Satan, he's not afraid to show his hand over there. He won't show his face here. Even my mother says, Satan, he's not real. It's just manufactured by the church so people would be scared into believing. Over there, he's not afraid to show his hand. So you guys ready? Don't let go suddenly. It, it, it. <laughs> we, we, we would launch Steve through the back wall. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. Where'd Rich go? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, he moved. Okay. Okay. Now, remember, you got to get that reward. Okay. Ready, set, go. Oh, he got it. He got it. He got it. Uh, he, 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 they already got the reward. They already got it. Good job. Hold on to that reward. So what you saw happen is that when all of you pray, it comes alongside the missionary and helps them to make it. Without your prayers... They're literally standing by themselves and were easy pickings for Satan or the flesh or the world. We tangibly feel your prayers. But this is another picture. Do you know that when you pray for one another here and when you stand alongside one another here, this body comes alive? It's not our missionary field in Uganda. It's Northwest Hills field. Many of you know the names of those Timothy kids. Many of you know the names of the pastors and have relationship with them. It's your missionary field. And by all of you praying and pulling in that direction, working as a body, it changes everything. And if you're not praying for one another, then the members of this body are easy pickings. And the finances won't be there. And you'll lose pastors and you'll lose staff members because you're not pulling together. And Satan's going to want to work you over. If you guys aren't a family here, we won't have the prayer support over there. Here's the principle. When people don't pray, missionaries die. Because it's not God who sends out missionaries. It's the church. And so when you send out a missionary and you pray for them and you're working with them, when things go well and you see all the victories that you saw here on the video that Val put together, you get credit for that. You get the rewards. But if you don't pray and things go badly you get that reward as well. Because God doesn't look at death the same way you and I do. He's not afraid to have people die because He knows where they're going to go. And if your missionaries die, 
then that's the reward you have coming. And if the members of your body here die, maybe spiritually, because you didn't come together, you have that reward as well. Things aren't easy right now. We can't just not look at the last things that happened the last couple of weeks in Northwest Hills. We've got to come together. Thank you for this part of the illustration. Good job. Could you take off those harnesses? And Well, you don't have to take off the harness. You just have to stand there. Oh, yes, please give them back their, their rewards. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Steve. Second Timothy chapter one, verse six. This is why I remind you. That word remind. The word remember in the scriptures doesn't mean that you've forgotten. When we say God remember us, it doesn't mean that he's forgotten us. It's Lord, go to action for us. Remember us by going into action. He says it to Timothy and the scriptures say it to us. Remember to fan into flame the spiritual gift God gave. And each of you have those gifts, how the body comes together. It's awesome to watch as you were to come and be part of the campfires there with us and build relationships. We have pastors who, well, your high schoolers have more education in the word than some of our pastors. I would love it if some of you would come and sit down with a pastor and mentor him. Because we've gone in the Peace Village from 2007 to 2,500 people. So now we're over 22,000 people in the Peace Village. You've got to stop praying for people to come and know the Lord. The job is becoming too big. Stop. Because we can't mentor all these people. There's too much for Val and I and Daniel and Rachel and Dr. Moses and Christine. Oh, wait. It's not our missionary field, it's, uh, it's yours. Come. They have cell phones. They may not have food, but they have cell phones. If you come or you get a letter or you text them, they can text you here in the States. And just a word of encouragement. Hey, did you happen to see this Bible verse? Did you happen to see what this means? If you build relationship with them, they never forget it. And Steve Benny can tell you, when you come back a second time, if you come for a visit, they go, you came back. Wow. Build relationships with people because nothing should happen without relationship. We have a relationship with all of you that we love. You bless our hearts. We're desperate for you. I need all of you to be standing together to teach a principle. 
One of those principles might be what was taught this last time in 2007 by one of the gray hairs. He told a story from his life how he had to forgive somebody. And it was really hard because he'd been hurt badly. And all the elders are going, you forgave somebody? Forgiveness is a sign of weakness. And he goes, no. It takes a real man to forgive. The Karamajan got hold of that and went, a real man can forgive. Oh, that's where the strength is. And then we come together after forgiveness. We have a real bonding. Real men forgive. Real men come together. Because Satan would love nothing more than to have one of you or us off standing by himself where there's nobody watching your back to pick you off. Fan to flame. Remember the illustration. Thou. She has a chance to look at all that we've said and maybe close us with one thought. Thanks so much, Waffle. It's, it's exciting just to, to see the relationship that God has given us with all of you. And we really appreciate the prayers that you've given us over the years. And it's been definitely transformational to my life to always know that you guys are here and that I can have somebody to call or write or get a short email from. And so please be uh, encouraging to each other and encouraging to us and other missionaries that are out in the field. It makes such a difference to, to realize that people know that you're out there somewhere else in the world. Um, God is really working out there, and it's fun to, to share the stories and the tales as, as you've seen. It's like building that campfire. Each person puts their piece of kindling on it. Each person can put something new on it to encourage each other and to encourage us out in the, out in the mission field. So thanks so much for, for, uh, for listening to us, and we're excited to talk more with you out in the, in the foyer out there. This last year, um, I did receive some encouraging mail from one high schooler. That's all I got for one year was one letter. Don't leave us alone there. Yes, we get emails, but don't forget us. Can we pray, Josh? Father, please. It is so good to be part of this church with hearts that love and hearts that care and people who pray. And we're desperate to see your hand at work in our lives and the lives of the Karamajong. It's like a tangible force moving across the land of grace and you can feel and you can taste the grace. Let it be here as well. Let it be tangible, the grace and the love for one another here at Northwest Hills. So that Northwest Hills reaches this world. Please, Lord, be here with us. Because you love us. In Jesus' name.